Yo, what is happening guys? Nathan back once again with another episode of the Unplugged Freedom Podcast. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about changing your state. So changing your state is a huge, it's an incredible skill. If you know, if you know how to do this skill, this is a skill that you can take with you anywhere in the world with you at any moment in your time whether you're feeling great you're feeling shitty whatever it is changing your state knowing how to change your state knowing what its benefits are for you you literally can can change your life so changing your state what the heck is changing your state now i'm not the the professional behind this okay i learned this a long time ago from Tony Robbins. If you don't know Tony Robbins, if you've never experienced Tony Robbins, I highly suggest you check out his books. They can be a little long. I'm not going to lie. His books are long. There's a lot of information in there, but it's useful information. A lot of people actually think that Tony Robbins is some sort of like motivational speaker. And honestly, he hates when people say that about him. And I can understand why, because that's not what he does. Motivation is one thing and you do need it. Yes, absolutely but it's not what he does and how he, he, he says that he's a strategist, which is most definitely what he is. He's definitely a strategist. He gives you tools, actual things that you can use starting today to, to benefit your life. So there, there's a difference between being a strategist and being a motivational speaker. A motivational speaker is good to to lift you up when you are you're not feeling like it okay so I always put it into example let's say you're lost out in the woods you're lost out in the woods you have a zero clue as to how to even get unlost so the thing is is that you got your CD player and you're like yeah man I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to my motivational tapes here and you, you put on your headphones and you get riled up. You're like, yeah, this is so exciting, it's so awesome. You're all pumped up now. Well, guess what? You head in a direction. You're like, I'm getting out of this forest. And you just head in a direction, but you have zero clue of which direction you're even going. And what happens? You get even more lost. There's actually a forest in, in uh, Japan. I can't remember the forest. I think it might be on Mount Fuji but it's a forest that you get so lost in that you can actually die it's pretty crazy like you'll see people will go in there and they have like ribbons and things that they they make a, a trail back like it's that wild they call it like suicide forest or something you can check it out it's pretty wild but the, my, my point is is that you're lost in the forest you get all riled up you're all motivational speakered up and then all of a sudden you just you just start gunning it in a direction and then all of a sudden you're just even more lost you have, you have no idea you could be less lost like on the verge of not being lost or you could be just like way out out to lunch so that's the thing whereas like a strategist would say okay this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna teach you how to know which direction you are when you're lost in a forest. You're gonna be able to look at the, the side of a tree and see where the moss is growing and that you'll be able to know, hey, I know that I'm moving in this direction. 
so then you actually have some sort of direction to be able to go. You know how to find water. Strategist shows you, okay, if you see these kinds of plants, if you see this kind of wildlife, if you see this kind of stuff, you know that you're going to be close to water. So a strategist is going to give you tools that you can actually use to benefit yourself. So motivation and strategist are, are they're different, but they're both needed. So imagine if you had a strategy of how to get out of the forest, but you realize that you are very deep lost in the forest, but you have also the motivation to be able to pers uh, persevere through that uh, being very lost. You're like, you know what? I'm so lost right now. It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to get out. I'm going to get out. It's not going to be easy, but I'm going to get out. So that's the difference between a strategist and a motivational speaker. Uh, a, a motivational speaker is someone who's like Les Brown. Les Brown is a motivational speaker. He's, he's awesome. If you haven't heard of Les Brown, check him out. He's amazing to listen to. And so you have, on one end, you have Les Brown. On the other end, you have Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins is going to teach you the strategy. Les Brown is going to keep you motivated to keep implementing the strategy. So that's a difference. So, so anyways, let's, let's, that's just a quick little breakdown. Uh, but let's, let's get to it. So changing your state, changing your state is, is, is so huge. And Tony Robbins does this all the time. I've, I've got so many videos. Uh, there's a, there's a course and you can even look at it for, uh, on YouTube. You can look at these where he's doing it live with people. This is amazing. He does it live with people. So uh, it's Tony Robbins and, um, oh man, I totally forgot. Like what is, uh, um, what is her name? Tony Robbins, well you, you, you probably could search for it. Say like Tony Robbins helps someone with depression and I'm sure you'll be able to see it. Basically, you, you'll see they're usually about an hour, hour and a half long if you find one of the full ones. It's at one of his seminars. He gets somebody who stands up who may be depressed or even suicidal. And so he will, he will be talking with them and he will be basically putting them through different state changes and, and getting them to, to experience it right then and there. And so... It's a very, very good. Chloe Madonna's. That's that's the name. Chloe Madonna's. So Tony Robbins, Chloe Madonna's. If you search that on YouTube, you'll see these things. There's a lot of them. Uh, you act, to get all of them, you have to like buy a course. And so like I have that course. I think it was called like something 100. But you learn so much. They basically will break down the the whole thing and so if you have chloe madonna's and tony robbins they basically break it all down as to why is tony robbins doing this specific thing so when you learn something about like this you will learn so much about yourself and then also about other people as well it, it's it's such an incredible thing to learn so so tony robbins he's at his events and he will take somebody who's let's say on the verge of suicide and he will be asking them, why, why are they suicidal? How did they get to that point? And then he'll even get them to, to, to get to that. He says like, let's say 10 was your, your suicidal, you're gonna kill yourself. 
and then zero, you are not not depressed whatsoever. Can we get up to maybe a seven, eight, or a nine? You know, like really depressed, not to the point where you want to kill yourself, but you know, right up to that edge. So he will get them into that to 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 take that state. And what state means is that, like, he'll say, okay, so if you, let's say you're a level nine depression, bring me there. I'm not very good at it. Show me how that's done. So most people, they can look at someone and they can see that they're depressed. For the most part. Don't, I, I don't want to, like, nitpick and all this, like, BS, okay? For the most part, okay? If you were to think of a depressed person in your mind right now, you would probably imagine someone who is, you know, standing tall, they got a big smile on their face, they're laughing, they're surrounded by people who enjoy being with them, right? That's a depressed person? No, of course not, right? So this is what we're talking about. So in your mind, when you think of a depressed person, you can probably see somebody who's just kind of moping around and they're just down and woe is me blah blah oh, i just can't uh do anything uh it's just awful got got fired from my job like it's it's not hard to to picture that now uh, depression is not all like that okay like of course like, let's not fucking nitpick shit but for the most part now here's the thing is that with, with, with Tony Robbins, what he'll do is he'll take someone who's like that. He'll, he'll say, bring me to that level of depression. What are you focusing on? What are you like, what are you thinking about? What is the, the words that you are saying in that moment to yourself? How are you speaking to yourself? What does your body language look like? Like, how are you breathing? What are you focused on? What does it mean to you? And so he gets them right into like this point. And this is something I've learned for like a long time ago. And it's, it's always something that when, when I'm, I'm feeling maybe, maybe I had something shitty happen. Maybe, you know, I'm just kind of like in a, in a point in life where it's just, you know, you want it to be tomorrow already kind of deal, you know, what, whatever it is, because you, pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. So, so if you're at that point and you're, you're kind of wondering like, how do I get out of this? Well, you have the strategy and the knowledge and the tools to be able to get out of it. Is it easy? No, of course not. Anything easy or uh, anything worthwhile in this life is not easy so so basically tony robbins will bring them in, uh, through this to this point so take me take me to level nine depression now there's there's actually one he's got a, a girl who does it and so uh he's working it through with a girl and it's, it's really good and then there's another one who and then he'll say bring me to a um a time where you were like level 10 excited you were like just at the 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 best feeling of your life and show me what that looks like what are you thinking about what are you focusing on what does that mean to you what does your body language look like what are you doing show me what that looks like and what he's doing is he's 
he's showing people that, look, when you're at a level nine depression, you're thinking certain thoughts, you're focusing on certain things, your body language is taking a certain action, a certain physiology. So, and then when you're at a state where you're super excited and you're, you're confident and you're happy, you're same thing. You're focusing on different things. Your uh, things are um, mean a lot different to you. Uh, your body language is taking a totally different different uh, approach. So if you know what what is happening over here versus what is happening over on the other end, well, you you have half the battle is done. So if you know that. When you're depressed at a level nine, you're moping around on the couch and you're just, you're watching the news, you're unproductive, you're spending all the time alone. Like if you, if you know that when you're doing all these things, like let's say there's a, a list of 10 things that you're doing when you're at a level nine depression. Well, but then you also know, okay, well, what if, instead of moping around on the couch, I just went outside. Now, we're not gonna get into like, oh, Nathan, like, this is, this is bullshit advice, like, blah, blah, like, and, and we can talk about people who are depressed. People love, people love to keep their depression because when you, when you give them a, a choice or a solution to their problem, a potential solution to their problem, uh, people with depression, anxiety, so-called mental illness, uh, they love to keep it. They don't like to to think that there's possibly a way out of it because if there's a way out of it, well, what, what that means is that they're going to now have to take account for themselves. They're now going to have to partake in society. There's a lot of people who use this shit. You know, back in the day, as a kid, you could be like, oh, my tummy hurts, mommy. And then mommy would say, oh, well, you can just stay home. And they're like, okay, really? And then you stay home. And then, you know, you're on the couch, you're watching movies, mommy's taking care of you. But as you get older, you can't necessarily do that now, can you? But what can you do? Oh, my anxiety is just, oh, it's just too much. Oh, my depression is just... Oh, uh, it's just too much. So then guess what? Oh, I don't, I don't want to go to that party because my, my depression, my depression. No, no motherfucker. Like, I don't want to go to that party because I don't want to see those, see those stupid fucking people. That's why I don't want to go to that party. Okay. Like it ain't got nothing to do with anxiety, depression, or fucking any of that shit. It's just, I don't want to go to that party, but nobody wants to say that they need an excuse, right? So, so you may be saying that you're sick from school as a kid because you don't want to get bullied like you are but then as an as an adult you know you don't want to see the stupid people that are around so you're you're just making up some bs saying oh my de my depression so and like i said this isn't easy this isn't like a a quick fix if you've been you know in this mindset for who knows 10 5 10 15 30 years whatever it is well, what you've actually done is you've ingrained those uh, neurological pathways into your brain that you know nothing else. 
You you literally know nothing else other than this way of existing. So then I come along and I say, oh, you just got to change your state. You got rather than moping around on the couch, you got to go outside. Well, yeah, but because you've been in this state for so long, think of PTSD. That's how PTSD works: is that you just are, you're put into a state for for so long, your body knows no other way. So it, it's kind of like it just adjusts and says, oh, okay, so this is situation normal right here. This is normal. These, these super high anxious feelings, these super low depressed feelings, this is just situation normal right here. And so it's so it just turns eventually to that point. You ever meet somebody who's so cynical? You're like, man, it's such a beautiful day outside. Like, look at that sun. Like, not a cloud in the sky. And you're, you're so stoked. And they're like, oh, it'll probably just start a bunch of fires and you know, kill a bunch of people and then we'll get rain tomorrow that will just be a bunch of floods and you're like, bro, like, geez. Like, whatever it is, you, you've met those people, we've all met those people, like, it doesn't matter what you say, like, they've always got something. It's just because that person, that is their situation normal, that is their neutral place. And so for someone like that to come out and start thinking positively, it's extremely hard. That's why I say this, it sounds easy, but depending on your situation, it could take years. And so it's, it's a repeated process over and over. It's a reconditioning of the mind. And so you're, you're creating new neurological pathways so that your, your situation normal is is totally rewired so that you know you're not just looking for the extremely negative thing within the within the you know the conversation or whatever so so let's say when you're super depressed you're moping around on the couch you're thinking thoughts you're watching the news you're talking with your other depressed friends Okay, and you, and you see all this stuff. You take notes, and you're like, "Wow, the, the, this is me when I'm at a depressed state. This is what I do when I'm at a de- in a depressed state." Now, what if you were in a super excited, confident, happy, on top of the world state? What do you do then? And then you realize the different things that you do then versus the things that you do when you're super depressed. Well. If you know that, then you know, okay, so rather than moping around on the couch, I should go outside. So you go outside, okay? Rather than focusing on all the the negative things in the world, I could focus on all the positive things in the world. And there's different strategies and tools in, in order uh, how to do this. You, you've heard me talk about barefoot walking, cold showers, and just to quickly touch on those barefoot walking, it forces you to be in the moment. So let's say if you were a really depressed person and you're like, okay, I, I truly wanna actually do something about this depression. I don't wanna be like all those other people who just use it and don't wanna get actually get rid of it. I want to actually do something about it. So let's say if you were that kind of person and you said, okay, I'm gonna try out this barefoot walking so you went out on a hiking trail 
just let's say an easy hiking trail, not too bad, but you went barefoot walking. When you're barefoot walking, you're having to focus and concentrate on where you're walking. Because if you're if you don't focus on where you're walking, what happens is that you could step on something sharp, something that will hurt, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're in pain. But which isn't a which isn't a bad thing. Because if that's the case, so you're barefoot walking and then all of a sudden because your brain is so ingrained into focusing on the negative things in life, let let's say that you were at a high level of depression, well, you're out barefoot walking and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, this feels good. I like this. You're kind of focusing on where you, you're, you're stepping, but your neurological pathways are so ingrained in finding and focusing on the negative things. Well, let's say your mind drifts off and now you, you just start thinking about that as you're walking, but then all of a sudden you don't even realize that you, you're about to step on a sharp rock and which you do. The good thing about that is it brings you right back to the moment. So stepping on that sharp rock, it takes you away from focusing on what you were just focusing on and it takes you right back to the moment, which is the pain in your foot now. So so that's that's one type of strategy that I I use to just bring myself back into the moment as I'll go, you know, barefoot walking, barefoot hiking. Here in Vancouver, I did the grouse grind barefoot. Uh, everyone looked at me like I was crazy, but it, it's amazing. It, it's it's a, it's a way that basically forces you to be in the moment because if you're sitting at home, you think about meditation and you want to try and, oh, I'm, I want to be in the moment. Well, there are different ways. Honestly, like it, it, unless you know how to do it, it's very hard because you're, especially if your mind just drifts off over and over and over again, that's why cold showers and barefoot walking are extremely beneficial because they they almost force you to have to be in the moment. Anybody can hop in a nice hot shower and just like be in there for like 20 minutes, okay? Name me one person who does it, who can do that. But not everybody can hop in an ice cold shower, maybe even an ice cold bath. Not everybody can do that. And so that takes an extremely conditioned mindset that you have to be able to to control so in that moment you're not thinking about the the regular depression thoughts that you're thinking you're not focused on that you're focused on how freaking cold this water is and how bad you can't wait to get out of it so that's what you're focusing on literally i will do five minute cold showers oh my god it's just, it feels like a lifetime. <laughs> well, actually, to, to be honest, the first three minutes usually feel pretty bad. And then the last two minutes are not as bad because you're kind of used to it. So that, those are just a couple of uh, simple strategies in order to be able to to help you on your way of changing your state, forcing forcing you to change your state. Because if you're just by yourself, you think, oh, I'm just going to go out for a hike in the woods rather than be moping on the couch. Yes, that's that's good. But the thing is, is that let's take it a step further because you can still be walking around a whole entire trail 
a whole entire hiking trail and you could still be focused on the the negative things that you normally are focusing on. So we have to take it to a next level. So which is why we introduce barefoot walking so that if your mind happens to drift off, well, guess what? You're most likely going to be brought right back into the moment. So that's one strategy. So if you were to do that over and over and over again, what you're doing is you're creating is you're taking yourself out of one state. You're forcing yourself to be in another state. You're forcing yourself to be in the moment. You're forcing yourself to think um, certain uh, think certain thoughts and avoid the regular thoughts that you're normally doing. So now what you're doing is you're creating a totally new pathway. Before, you never knew how to actually focus and be in the moment. Anxious people, what do you think they're focused on? They're focused on the future of what to come of what bad thing to come. That's what anxious people are, are, are afraid of. And so if, if they're not focusing on that, do you think they're going to be very anxious? No. Okay, anxiety is, is a totally normal feeling. Everybody gets anxious. Okay, but, it, but if that's your situation normal, well, you, you got to break that pattern. So depression, what do you think those people are focused on? A lot of times depression, what, where that comes from, and you'll, you'll hear Tony Robbins talk about this as well, is depression comes from where in your mind you're thinking, oh man, I, I'm 35 years old. I should have a house by now. I should have a career by now. I should have money in the bank and I should have um, potentially a close to a husband or a wife. So let's say that's that was you at 35 years old and you don't have any of that. But your mindset is that you should have all of that by that time. So that's what that's what's called your blueprint. You so you have this blueprint in your mind of my life should look like this. But then when you take a look around in actual reality, you see that your life is nowhere near that. So when you have a blueprint and you have reality and they don't match, a lot of times that is the reason for the depression. And so sometimes it can be my my mother should have treated me a certain way, my father should have treated me a certain way, uh, my family should have treated me a certain way, my boss, you know, all these things. So you you have all these things, this blueprint of how life should be, but you come into reality that life life is not always fair. So so because your actual reality doesn't match your blueprint of how life should be, well I'm you know like it's it's not hard to see as to why somebody would be depressed. And what I love the most, we'll, we'll quickly talk about this a little bit. Uh, I'm actually just about to head out to work. I might uh work out changing my state okay that's uh, working out is a is a great way to change your state uh now mind you when you work out you do you do you can be unfocused so if you if you're unfocused you know, you're focusing on other problems and other things you can be unfocused during a workout and then the workout's not very beneficial because that's kind of like in your in your own hands you can if you can do 20 push-ups but you're so unfocused that you only do 10 push-ups well, that's that's not necessarily going to benefit you. So um, working out is great. But at the same time, that's why I like 
the barefoot walking, ice cold bath showers, because those force you. They literally force you in order to be able to take you from being unfocused and focusing on the moment. So, um, what, what was I going to say? I was gonna, um, I totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> and and like I said, this this is this is not easy. This is something that needs to be. You need to know. You need to understand what it's like, and so you need to practice it over and over and over again. Cold showers, you're doing something uncomfortable. You're training your body to, to, to un to enjoy something that is un unenjoyable. That you, it, it's in a way, it's painful. Now, I always say the feeling afterwards. There's a feeling, the the sense of accomplishment after you do a cold shower. And it's it's like no other, because in the beginning you're you're scared to jump in this cold shower. Once you jump in it, it shocks you, and then you're thinking, "Oh my God, how am I going to last? You know, five minutes." And then all of a sudden you do, and then you come out, and it's just this this sense of accomplishment that is just amazing. And you're like, "Wow, I did that just five minutes ago. I didn't want to do that at all." Just five minutes ago, I thought, you know, how am I going to get through this? But here I am, five minutes later, having accomplished it. I think I froze off my dick, but you know what? Like, <laughs> we did it though, right? <laughs> True story, I've been there. I've been cold ass showered. So, <clears throat> there's, oh yeah, that's what I was going to say before is that uh, I've had conversations with people who who question my knowledge on depression and i think it's quite hilarious and i've uh, one of the most recent ones she was she said to me like oh like do you even understand what depression is i was like uh, as a matter of fact yeah i do i i very much do understand it okay <clears throat> why because these kinds of things interest me if i understand depression then my ability to avoid it is far greater. My ability to get out of it if I'm ever in it is far greater. My ability to recognize it is far greater if I understand it. But the funny thing is a lot of people who are depressed, quote unquote, these are the kinds of people who do not want a potential solution to their problem. They want to keep it. They want to hold on to it. And they will always say things like, my depression, my anxiety, my OCD, my ADD. Like they, they just like wrap their arms of ownership around it and they hold on to it. Like I always say, it's like your phone. Well, that's my phone. What happened if I were to come along and try to take away your phone? You're probably going to, uh, you know, lash out at me and say, don't take my phone. And that's how people are viewing and picturing and imagining in their mind their depression mm -hmm. when you take ownership of it like that. So so these people come along and they say, like, oh, do you even understand? I'm like, yeah, I do. And then like, no, I, I don't, I don't think you understand it. <laughs> I'm like, really? 
What, just just because I'm not moping around and I'm not fucking, like, woe is me? You're going to say that I don't understand what depression is or how it affects people or even how it affects me? You, you're you going to judge me on my so-called, like, level of depression, knowledge, uh it, it it's it's funny because it comes it becomes a pissing contest with these people is that in you you don't know like oh no you you don't know what depression is like i'm pretty sure i probably know more about depression than most people that are out there and i'm i'm probably pretty con- i'm pretty confident that i would probably know more about depression than most people who are so called quote unquote depressed i'm pretty confident in saying that because if I came at these people and I talked to them and sharing some of this stuff with them, that they would have no idea about any of this information, nor would they even practice it, nor would they even go, you know, try it. They would just say, no, no, that, that doesn't work. I tried that before. Tried that before. And like, okay, like, like you actually tried it. Yeah. Like you actually like took cold showers for an entire month, like, like. You know, to the point where you thought your dick was going to fall off because it was so fucking cold. Like, you did that? You did that. Like, you act, well, no, I, like, I hopped into a cold shower one time and then it was just too cold and then I got out and I just never did it again. Oh, okay. Okay, so, so, so you didn't actually, like, practice these things to try and help yourself get out of the depression. Like, you just, you just touched it and just so that you could confront someone like me and say that you actually tried it when in when in reality you actually didn't so that you could go back to living your your shitty ass life moping around and being just a nuisance to society and just leeching off of people like okay yeah oh sorry about that guys just got to make sure that my uh, phone didn't ring i'm actually on call right now uh, okay, good. So, so, but that's what these people do. That's what these people are like. And so, so I had this conversation with someone and they were basically judging me on my knowledge of depression, saying that I don't know what I'm talking about just because I'm not moping around. Have I ever experienced it? Yeah, absolutely. But I also have the tools and knowledge that even if I'm in a state like that, I know how to get out of it. I know how to manage it. I know how to, um, you know, get beyond that. Because like I always say, and like you'll always hear, pain is inevitable. Anybody who's out there living their life is going to experience pain. There is no, there is no um, life when somebody is living. There is no pain that is um, going to there is no life that they're not they're, they're not going to experience. Whether it's physical pain or emotional pain or whatever. If you're out there living your life, you're chasing your dreams, you're, you're going after things, you're taking risks, whatever it is, you're going to experience pain. So, but the, the suffering is where it becomes optional. So you can get to that point, but if you decide... To stay there, that is your choice. I'm sorry to say, but that is your choice. You can challenge me on that. Okay, bring me anybody who sits there and says that this stuff doesn't work. Let me see their daily habits. Let me see what they are currently doing. 
And I guarantee you that the reason that they're probably still within that state is because of their actions that they they do on a minute-by-minute basis, day-to-day basis, on a week-by-week basis. You can easily see that. So I like... uh, it's it's not hard to see. So yeah, and so this person, basically, they judged me on my knowledge just because I wasn't moping around. And it was really so that they could keep their stance so that they didn't, they didn't have to take ownership. A lot of times, if, if you're in one of these states, whether it's anxiety, mental illness, so-called, quote-unquote, now don't get me wrong, Are there people who are depressed? Yes. Are there people who do have anxiety? Yes. Are there people who do have OCD? Yes. That's that's a different subject. But for the most part, for a lot of these people, they just use it. Okay? So there's, there's two different sides. I'm not saying, okay, mental illness doesn't exist. I'm saying for the majority of people who say that they do have these things, I can tell you that they're just using it. Okay, fight me on that. Like I said, it's not hard to see. You give me your daily your your daily regimes, the people who you're hanging out with, what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you looking at? What are you experiencing? What are you thinking about? Give me all those details and I'll be able to uh prove my point that you're just using this. Because if you're going to come in and say no no, I I I don't take cold cold showers because they don't work. I don't walk barefoot because they don't work. I don't go to float tank therapy because it doesn't work. I don't, um, you know, work out because it doesn't work. The only thing that works is nothing because there is no cure. It's like, well, if that's your mindset, well, guess what? That's, (laughs) you're not going to get past that. So, so the, uh, I I told this person, I said, you know, your, your argument is, is idiotic and here's why. It's like a a wealthy person talking to a poor person who who's living just in poverty. The 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 wealthy person is talking to the person who's living in poverty and saying, "Hey, look, you know, like you should be you should try this, you should do this, you should, you know, start doing this instead." And then the the person who lives in poverty, the poor person, they're like do you even know what it's like to be poor? Do you even know what it's like to live below the poverty line? Like, do you know what that's like? And then the wealthy person says, I know very well what that's like. And that's, I know it so well. (laughs) That's exactly why I don't live there anymore. I came to this country with my family. We barely made it over here with the clothes on our back. And we experienced that live and well. We know very at first hand what that is like. So yeah, I definitely do know what that's like. And that's the exact reason as to why I am not there anymore. That's, that's literally what these people's arguments are like. When they come to me and say, oh, do you even know what depression is? I do actually. I do. Okay, I understand it so well that I'm able to recognize it, that I'm able to challenge it, that I'm able to to experience it, know when I'm in it and know how to get out of it. I know it very well. I've I've learned about the human body, about the human mind, about the human psychology. I've learned it all. 
I don't know everything, but I know probably a heck of a lot more than most people. So let's take these these videos of Tony Robbins and Chloe Madonna's when he's when he's working with depressed people. And I, I, I go to these people, I say, these so-called people who are depressed, and I say, have you ever watched any of these videos? Do you even know what they're about? And they say, no, I've never never heard of this guy, never heard of these books, never heard of these videos, never heard of this Chloe Madonna's. And I, no. Oh, okay, so what are you doing? So, you know, that's why I say, if, if you let me know what this person is doing, how they're thinking, what it, what is your version of life? versus the actual reality of your life you can get so many more answers but if somebody comes to me and says Nathan I'm working out every day I'm taking ice baths every day I'm doing a float tank every week I'm doing uh, massage therapy once a week I'm doing you know they're they're going through everything you don't hear about that person and then still being depressed. It, it, it's, it kind of like just doesn't, it doesn't work. Not saying it doesn't, not saying that it's, it's um, impossible, but I'm just saying if, if you have somebody who is like that, then, then uh, it, it's kind of, they're, they're changing their state, right? So they're, they're forcing themselves to be focused on something else. Now it's it's not perfect, okay? Physically, you can change your state physically. So if you're moping around the couch and instead of moping around the couch, you decide that you're gonna go out for a hike, you can change yourself physically, but that it, it doesn't stop there. It's the mindset as well. You have to. You have to take control of your mind. The physical part, most people can do. And we talked about this, I, I can't remember when it was, a long time ago, is that, Let's let's take like a, a beta male, for example. Okay, like a, a 40-year-old virgin kind of guy. Okay, he never had sex before. He just gets nervous around women. A lot of these guys, you can see them and they're actually in good shape. They're like good looking physically. But the moment they open their mouth, you're like, ooh, ooh. I, it all makes sense now. I've seen these guys at the gym so many times. I remember this one guy at the gym. He was like huge. He was jacked and everything. And I would always just see him there. Just kind of like, you know, say hi to him on the on passing by kind of deal. And then one day, after seeing him so many times, I was on a machine. And then he came up and he was like, he was just like, oh, hey, are you going to be on that machine? Uh it, it was, I was just, I was so shocked. I was just, I don't even know what my face looked like in that moment. I was like, whoa, like what? I'm like, okay, okay. I'm like, I see. So physically, he had worked on himself, but mentally he didn't. And so basically he was, you know, I wouldn't have been surprised if he was a virgin. Not not to judge somebody, okay? Not to judge you. Okay, if you're a virgin by choice, that's one thing. But if you're a virgin not by choice, that's another thing. Okay, like, that's a completely another thing. That's kind of where this guy was. 
And ladies, you know what I'm talking about. You get that beta male guy who's like, oh, hey, um, you know, they're, they're just, they're just weak. It's, it's, it's so unattractive. And you know, a lot of, a lot of girls, they'll be like, oh, I tried dating nice guys before it doesn't work. And I always say, no, you tried dating a bitch. That's what you tried dating. Okay. Like you didn't actually date a nice guy. You, you, you dated a bitch. Okay. A little, little ninny ass, you know, beta male. That's, that's what you dated. You went from one extreme of dating an asshole to the other extreme of dating some little pinner fucking ninny ass little bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. And it, it's true though. I know so many girls who are like, Oh, I, I tried dating a nice guy. It just didn't work. No, like you went from dating a, a fucking asshole to dating this fucking ninny ass little beta male. And that was your definition of a nice guy. Like you can have an alpha male and a nice guy. But the thing is, is that they don't know how to find that. So it's, it's, um, it's quite, it's quite funny. So, so I know women know what I'm talking about. So physically you can change yourself, but physically only helps you to a certain degree. So you, you have to be able to challenge your, your mindset. This is where reading books comes from. This is where maybe all kinds of things, uh, meditation. This is where like binaural beats, you can look you can look, uh, look up 432 Hertz, different frequencies that you can listen to. There's all kinds of things that you, you have to read, uh, re, um, recreate new neurological pathways for your mind. So these 40 year old virgins, they thought, oh man, I'm, I'm going to get jacked. And then, then I'm going to get the ladies. Then I'm going to get the ladies. It's like, okay, you did the first part correct. Yes. But you didn't take care of the other part. The, the physical part's easy. Anybody can do that. But you just proved that not everybody can do the mental part. And that's the piece that they're, they're missing. You get, you bring me any one of these 40 year old virgins. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll change their life because I know where they're going wrong. And I know how to, how to fix that. So, and I always, I always think I look at some of these guys and I've met a few of them in the gym over the years and I'm kind of like, that guy's really jacked. That guy's really fit. I wonder, you know, if I was that guy who, who was that much of a beta male, I'm sure like I'd be just as jacked as him because think of that motivation, that internal motivation you you have something to strive for. You're like, you know, like I'm I'm going to I'm going to get laid this year. This is my year. You know, the big the big 30. This is it. This is it. I finally hit that 30 point and I'm doing it. That's that's an extreme amount of motivation. So every time you're in the gym, you're hitting it hard. So when I look at these guys and I'm thinking like, I'm not surprised that you're that jacked. I'm not surprised that you're that fit because if if I was a beta male like you who 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 hasn't gotten laid for 30 years or the first time in 30 years like I'd be hitting that gym hard just as hard as you man like so it's the physical part you can change but don't forget the mental part 
anybody can do the physical part, but not everybody can do the mental part. You, that's where a lot of people go wrong. And so when you're out there, you're taking yourself from moping around on the couch, you're taking yourself from there to a hike in the mountains. Okay, well, we need to do the psychological part. And that's where it's hard. It's easy to go to the gym and to lift weights, do all that stuff. But the psychological stuff is so hard because it's not easy to measure. You know how many books I read and listen to and things that I watch and learn? One thing I hate about it is I'm like, sometimes I question, I'm like, am I even like retaining this, learning this? Like, am I even like understanding this? Like it's, learning is weird. It's, you don't necessarily know, like everything that I'm telling you right now is everything that I've learned. But when I was learning it and I was watching these videos and I was experiencing these kinds of things that I'm talking to you about now, at the time of learning it, I was listening to it, but I didn't know if I was actually learning it. I didn't know if I was actually retaining it and understanding it. That's the shitty thing about the the whole learning thing. I, I'll be reading a book. I'm like, yeah, this book is great. But am I actually really learning it? And only time will tell afterwards. So a lot of times when I'm learning all these different things, like let's say my side business of doing websites and marketing. Well, a good thing, a measurement in that is that, well, um, my, my client trusts me. We closed out a $13,000 invoice, you know, on top of all the other work that we did before. So anyways, guys, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to go do my workout. I'm going to go change my state and go be fucking awesome. Kick some ass, take names, Nathan, unplugged freedom, unpluggedfreedom.com. Join my mailing list, get my free ebook. You can also, you can find me on telegram. Join me there in case I get deleted from other places. YouTube just deleted another video of mine and blocked me from uploading for two weeks. And, um, haven't gotten to bit shoot. I've been super busy on other things, but you can connect with me on Telegram and join me there so that if I do get blocked or deleted anywhere else that you know how to find me and you can always join my mailing list. So you'll always be a part of that. Unpluggedfreedom.com. So let me know what you think. I'll talk to you guys later. Go change your state. Go do something that you haven't done before. Try barefoot walking. Try cold showers. It's awesome. Cold baths, ice baths, whatever you need to do. Maybe even hit up a, an oxygen bar. Maybe do float tank therapy, whatever you want. I have a whole podcast on float tank therapy, whole podcast on cold showers, walking barefoot, all that good stuff. So unplug freedom. I'm going to go enjoy a workout. I'm going to kick some ass, take some names because that's what I do. All right. Hopefully this information that you learned today, you will take it. You will thrive from it. You'll, you will be better tomorrow. And next year you'll come back and you'll say, I listened to that one podcast. And because of you, I am now slaying all the ladies because I went from a 40 year old virgin to a 50 year old player. And you're just like, Hey, you know what? Like do your thing, man. Good. Do your rampage. You know, like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Just whatever. Okay. Ladies don't get mad at me for saying that. All right. I'll talk to you later. Have fun. We shall kick some ass and take names. Unplugged freedom. Doing it.